Here we are, Abe. Cast Iron Brains. A podcast absolutely certain that the secret to solving all the problems laid bare in 2020 is simply to wake up on Friday morning and just start calling it 2021 now. My name is Bob, sitting across the way from my good friend and co-host, that's Abe. How you doing tonight, Abe? Doing well, Bob. Yeah, here we are. Lori's here too. How you doing, Lori? I'm good. Lori's good. I was typing 2021 into my spreadsheet where I pay bills, and going from 2019 to 2020 was difficult. And going to 2021, like I didn't even think about it. It was just like, oh one, yeah, oh six, twenty one. Yeah, it's right there. It's great. They're right next to each other. At, at, so I feel good about the whole year. At work, we start the year using the fiscal calendar. So October one was twenty one. So I've been ah. very familiar with this twenty one. A lot of the way ahead of yeah. the game. Way ahead. How you fe- how you feeling, buddy? Good, Mister COVID. I am no longer diseased. Mister COVID. Look at me. Test it out. Test it out. I'm going to wait like a week or two and then get that antibody test and then test myself. Have you again. thrown yourself back into public life now that you have a yes. the antibodies yes. and a negative test? So literally and- like a day or two after uh, I tested out from the quarantine, I went to go see... Updated, updated your Tinder profile <laughs> with... Uh, <laughs> I've got the antibodies. <laughs> I should do that, but no. Uh, I went to go see Wonder Woman 1984 at the theater. I had the choice to just stay at home. Just watched it at home. Because right. it's on HBO Max, which I have. But I was like, no, no. I tested out. You know, what's the point of getting a negative test and staying at home? So I went to the theater. And, uh, yeah. How was the movie? A lot of, a lot of flaws in the movie. It's, like the, it's one of those movies where the more you think of it, the less it makes sense. For instance, not a spoiler, but like there are scenes where people are dressed as if it's like fall or at least early spring. And then like later on in the movie, it's the 4th of July. So you're like Hmm. somebody wearing a coat in D.C. First week of July. Like, hmm. you know, (laughs) this is your problem with the movie. (laughs) That's no, that's annoying. Like Uh, what kind of mood am I supposed to be in as I'm watching this scene? Is this a winter fall scene? Right. Or is this a summer scene? Like, there's totally different moves. As everyone knows, in the DC Comics Extended Universe, <laughs> Washington, D.C. in July is actually in the Southern Hemisphere. That's right. And it's, a, it's this whole thing. At some point, there was millennia ago, the magnetic poles shifted or something. I right. Or, I mean, it was in, in the 80s. Maybe it was different then. You know, life was different in D.C. Right. It was in a lot 19- colder in D.C. in the 80s. <laughs> What's funny is that, you know, very a lot of uh, problems with the movie were they bring characters back who were alive in, like, World War One times, right? So a lot, a lot of time has passed, like 70 years, right, give or take. And they're amazed at, like, the jet airplane and, like, the escalator and the subway somehow, even though they had trains back then. But okay. At so no they, po- do a, they do a, a, a big fish-out-of-water yeah. thing with— yeah, yeah. I love a fish out of water. At no thing. point does he say, huh, the black's drinking from the same water fountain. Huh. Like, there was, right. there was none of that. That totally just escaped him. But, like, an escalator. <laughs> oh, moving stairs. <laughs> and I have to share them with this Negro? 
<laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> the world truly has changed. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen. I will probably watch it. I guess before it goes off. I don't understand HBO that. By next the way, month. they keep on stressing how like, it's only available on HBO Max for thirty-one days. Oh no, a whole month until right until what six months from now when it comes yeah. back to HBO Max? Like so stupid. We started watching that murder documentary. What's it called? It's the one with Patton Oswalt's wife, uh, oh. who's dead now. Michelle McNamara. Something, oh, something in the dark. Something about the Golden State Killer. I, I'll go away in yeah. the dark, or something like that. I'll yeah. be gone in the dark. Yeah, I'll be gone in the dark. It was not too bad. She's so a good. bad. I mean, she's oh, dead now. Stop. But oh. she's a bad writer. She's I mean, a simple I, writer. It's What's true wrong with crime her? writing. What do you want? A to B. I don't know. I, I'm. I don't read a lot of true crime, but I was. They kept you flashing. Don't like it. They kept typing, like they do the yeah, documentary yeah. thing where they let somebody read the voiceover and then the words show up on the screen. Right. And I was like, "Man, this this chick really needed an editor." <laughs> like, I know she was just blogging, <laughs> uh, but they turned her blog into a fucking book. Right. So, like, you know, do some work. I, I know she clean that up. I know she's dead, but generally, I like the documentary. I didn't read her, the book or whatever, but I generally don't like it when people make it about themselves. Like some a bunch of other people were bludgeoned to death. Yes, and they're like, oh, yes. I felt uh, crummy about it. It's like, okay, how do you work your way into this? Yeah, that was. That, that, it's funny you say that because that was exactly my thought watching it. It's like. Man, this isn't about how you feel about the fact that these fifty women got raped and murdered <laughs> although she, fifty years ago. Although she, weirdo. yeah, she was right about one thing about how obviously you shouldn't be resume we have, We've comparing. only watched two episodes. Yeah, don't don't go spoiling it we've for us. We still have two, two episodes. episodes. Oh, okay, to go, but so. I mean, this happened earlier. It's, it's not about, but just talking about how this has a lot more notoriety than this. But this person's done. Like it was kind of a weird, like sports moment. Like look at the resume. They, They've killed right. <laughs> so many people. A lot better than this other strangler. There's a okay. lot. There is a whole genre of true crime podcasts, and people have very strong opinions of what their favorite murderers right. are. Isn't there a podcast and that's like, literally why, called that? My favorite murder. Yes, but fact remains, like it seems weird to be like, why doesn't anyone know about this? Right. It's a really big deal. <laughs> but like that's how these people feel. Right, that's true. Yeah, just like they think it's stupid that we care about sports. Right, Jeffrey Dahmer only ate seventeen boys, right. and yet he is super famous. <laughs> Rookie numbers. <laughs> this other guy, right. Killed a lot. This other guy raped, murdered fifty women in the Sacramento. <laughs> on a down, nobody knows who he yeah, is. On a down what decade. an injustice! Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the the feeling you're getting from listening to the first few minutes of the podcast is that uh, we don't have a whole lot prepared today. Mm. And it's you know it's the holiday week. I had these big plans for like a big year end wrap up show and talk about everything that happened in 2020. Bob had a whole week off homeschool and. Has nothing ready. Yes, and the result was less productivity <laughs> than usual. But you know, Christmas happened. We had to do Christmas. Oh yeah, how was that? I got new the Christmas. You got, got had new toys. Uh, Christmas stuff. Christmas was good. Yeah, yeah kids got everything they ever wanted because they're fucking rotten, spoiled assholes who get everything ever. <laughs> and I got the new toy that I asked for too because I'm a rotten, spoiled asshole. Well, look at uh, that. I got a lot of new things that replaced older, shittier things. Ah. We are moving on up to a new food processor that. Wow! And I got an instant pot for fifty dollars that won't leak weird brown goo all over everything that we food process in it. 
is good. I can visualize the infomercial. I'm most excited. Tired of weird goo stuff. <laughs> That's right. Bob, what are you most excited about? I didn't hear. I like the uh, the 4K player that I got. Oh. From my my dad sent us a 4K Blu-ray player because uh, we have the 4K television. Also, but- t- okay, that's what I was going to ask. Okay, so you have a TV that's available to broadcast in this. Right. Long story short, I bought 2001: A Space Odyssey on 4K back when we were reviewing that for the for the show, right. and I I popped that in. Looks fantastic. I put, popped in the 4K version of The Matrix. You can see. I mean, it's just wonderful. Right. And. I, I'm sure someday I'll be in a Best Buy and I'll see an 8K version of The Matrix. I'll be like, ah, god damn it. <laughs> now, <laughs> have, to- have you seen a movie in 4K where it looks worse? Like, is that possible? Like, too much information that they, they didn't plan on and someone's caked up? I, make, I'm know. sure that will happen eventually because there's like there's some of those where you, you pop in the old movie yeah. and it tries to do house. like the up conversion thing yeah it looks like a weird british television show okay like something about it looks like the motion is british off. Yeah, yeah like something looks british right. right and that's the only way i can describe it but you get used to it and then you go back to your house and you're like oh we're poor right yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what they're doing uh with the fox uh nfl broadcast but whenever someone scores a touchdown i think they changed their cameras to something fancier my tv is like 10 years old so it's probably not even any k I believe it's it. like under the k uh, <laughs> and it looks like a video game when they cut to like the yeah celebration i'm like what am i watching it, c- do you mean the one the the on-field one where the guy yeah. has the steady cam yeah. on the field it looks yes so weird on my tv it's very strange i don't know what the hell it is that they're doing right but you're right. Even when I'm watching the live, because the best way to watch live television is to get it over the antenna rather than through a compressed digital signal. Okay. So even if you're even if you're watching on your cable box and you're watching in quote unquote HD, it's not as good a as, signal right. as if you flip over to the local uh, digital broadcast and you get the full uncompressed signal and you don't worry about whether or not Comcast is compressing it to hell. And, and you then, can't pause it or change channels. True, yeah. That's great. You're at the mercy of live right. TV. Yeah. Even when you're watching that and there's no motion blur, everything is just pristine and perfect and beautiful. And then they cut to that weird end zone cam, the guy with the steady cam. And it does, it's like you're, it's like a whole other world. Right. I don't know if it's just the angle or Apparently what, but it, it's great. It does this thing where the background is like, out of focus, and then everything is like in the foreground. I think it's supposed to be like oh, a it's better like portrait, camera. Mode? Like, like portrait mode on it's your like phone. It's like portrait yeah. mode, but video. Right. It just looks just on my. TV. I haven't seen it because yeah. I don't watch football anymore. Yeah. It's weird. Any, 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 it only happens when the, the steady cam guy comes. Like if it's just the regular cams, it just looks normal. What else we got going on, Abe? Can I say something while you're looking at your 50 tabs? This no crazy person. It's going to sound like I'm a pro-suicide. Uh, I'm not. Just in certain contexts, I am. So, Oh, Nashville. The, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Nashville. So, Good idea. So this, some wackadoodle gets in an RV, parks- Christmas morning. In Yeah, Christmas morning. He parks downtown Nashville somewhere. He plays a recording- in a commercial district, right? Yeah. Not, not not a very residential district, out in front of an AT&T building in downtown Nashville. Right. And he's playing some recorded message saying that the bomb will go off. So giving advance warning to everyone, right? So he's trying to limit the damage. I don't understand the purpose. Like, 
don't kill yourself, right? This is my PSA. Don't kill yourself. But if you're going to kill yourself, just kill yourself, right? I think everybody right. can get behind that, right? Full context. Why not just go out in the woods and kill yourself? This person drove an RV with he a bomb. Apparently wanted to make a statement, Abe. He wanted to make a statement Why without don't killing anybody? Just stop complaining on Twitter and Facebook either. People fucking suck. Right, yeah. This person could have just fucked off quietly. Right. Yeah, he could Why didn't he just tweet about his problems with AT&T? No, or not. Right. Just don't. Just, yeah, that's right. Yeah. What what is the matter with this? So there's uh there's a whole lot of weird speculation going on about this guy's motives like the 5G and all of this thing? and it's right that that cuz his father apparently has voiced conspiracy theories about 5G mind control on the internet in the past and now they're imputing the father's messaging about that to the son and that must be why he went down to eight so but like obviously the answer is who the fuck knows and the other answer is it doesn't it really doesn't matter and also we wouldn't be overanalyzing this guy's motives if he was any other color right if he had a a less if if he was a muslim we would know exactly what his motives were i mean we wouldn't but we would assume but you would assume right um and then, obvi- and also, he probably wouldn't have given fair warning. But that's, that's what I don't get. What it, those two things don't make sense to me. That you have a bomb and you go to a. I mean, it's early in the morning on Christmas Day, so it's not like a lot of people just walking around. But he just wanted to damage some buildings, right? So there are people in the building. Some overachiever could aren't. be like doing I mean, their ten mile run before the family wakes up, or whatever, right? And they could have got right. killed. And right, but then, I mean that—that's the thing. I, I don't think we've ever seen anything quite like this. Certainly in my memory, where somebody has a bomb that eventually, like, proves out to be a real bomb. Right. Like you've heard, you you hear like this is a bomb. You better run away, and then nothing, nothing fucking happens. Bit, like yeah. the bomb, a bomb threat that doesn't amount to anything happens all of the time. Right. But a bomb threat that set that, and then the thing actually happens. That that's pretty unusual. Um, you would think that, and it's, what, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you think the person sitting in the car it would get cold feet. Oh, fuck. This is actually happening. But he's stuck I don't in know. a— you commit to the You commit to the whole thing. You're, I mean— But why not just— uh, Why not just kill yourself in a more effective way? I don't understand. That's the thing. He's, so that, that, that's the thing is if there's a big political or underlying message behind it, then A— do we need to know about it? No. Is it good that, that we eventually know? Like, if this guy has a manifesto, right? And let's say, because the FBI raided his house, they pretty quickly figured out the whole situation because the RV was one that he owned and had been on his property for many years, right. apparently. So they were able to track down the RV to his property and go into his home, I think, within a few hours right. of the bomb going off. And then they ran the DNA on the remains in the truck and found out that it was, in fact, the same guy whose name I won't bother to mention at this point. But if they found a manifesto on his kitchen table, like, would it be in the public interest to know that this guy has some sort of intense hatred of, say, he's he's like me, he hates international uh, telecom companies <laughs> and thinks that, me- that, that media consolidation is bad news for humanity and the arts and all the rest, and that's why he wanted to buy— bomb an AT&T Time Warner building in downtown Nashville? Right. Like, is it to anyone's benefit besides this guy right. who's dead now, who destroyed a bunch of property, to, to release that information? Right. I, I, I don't think so, but I'm sure people will be interested to know because until that is settled, 
people are going to fill that vacuum with anything. Oh, this person was a 5G guy or a Trump this or uh, some weird right wing well, thing. Well, it's like the uh, it's like the Vegas guy, right? right? The Vegas guy, the Vegas shooter. They were never able to pin down That's anything right. yeah. in terms you of just, a motive some on people that just guy. Crazy and just want to kill people. Just want to rack up murders. But that's not what this guy was doing. That's what's odd. And he was playing. No, he just wanted to. He was playing some 1960s song. Tyler Durden. Is he just a modern Tyler Durden, really? I mean, Tyler had a message, though. Tyler wanted to. Yes, but was it conveyed to anyone? Which one was he? Is he like some uh, lonely guy kind of thing? Uh, From Fight Club? Oh. He was the the imaginary best friend. (laughs) I I was hoping you were going to string him along farther. Um,. But yeah, Tyler Durden, Project Mayhem, there was no like letter to the public about what they wanted. They were just fucking shit up. Maybe this guy just read Fight Club. Like I don't I'm think starting that's to it. get oddly but, sympathetic. But he was awfully old for to be behaving in this way, right? I mean, that's like a young man's thing. He was like in his sixties. Yeah, people go crazy at any age though. People usually cool off after yeah, that's a while. the thing. So, and I always have these. Uh, I have these really terrible instincts when it comes to, and I acknowledge that it's a terrible instinct. <laughs> but whenever I read these manifestos, and it turns out that like, and I don't know anything about what this guy's motives were, but I can imagine. In the same way, I think the first time that I noticed it happening to me was uh, the Virginia Tech shooter guy. And he was awful. Like, he's a bad... What like, was his angle? I'm, I'm, that was the Asian guy, right? Yeah. He was obviously a disturbed guy. You go out and you kill a bunch of people at your college. But And this is not to... And I've had I've tried to do this so many different times with different people, and it always comes out wrong. So, so <laughs> forgive me as I do it once more. He wrote some note where he was being... He was mad about rich kids and the debauchery of the college students around him and the, the quote-unquote deceitful charlatans. And he blamed everybody else, saying that they caused him to do this. Wait, so people were just out and about on a college town, just having fun, and he took great offense to it, and he wanted to kill them? Right. He, he probably saw a great deal of hypocrisy in his world. He probably saw a great deal of objectively terrible things. And yes, he did something completely unacceptable. He shot up a bunch of right. people. There's no defense for it whatsoever. I don't even know what the argument but is. Even if he didn't kill anybody, I don't understand There's no argument. I'm not saying that there's an argument. I'm not saying that there's a way in which no, no, no. The remove the death bankruptcy right. of the society justifies the behavior of the sociopath. No, no. Set aside the actions, right? So just in a vacuum, I don't understand the argument on its own. Like, so people were just... You don't understand the argument that the world sucks? No, what do you... Like, like, <laughs> it suck. Life is mostly fine. Like, oh, please. Abe, have you ever watched Friends? We watched Friends last night. Bob's been cranky ever since. <laughs> yeah, we... <laughs> so we were watching the murder doc on HBO, and and it's a bummer, you know, because it's all about this guy yeah. who's, like, sneaking into people's houses, and they... The victims are still around, some of them, to recount their experiences, and it's just dreadful right. to endure as a as a viewing experience in terms of you know. I the, just think it's exciting. The depths of human depravity. Did you get to the episode where you know what his occupation was? No. Okay. No, I think that's next. <laughs> okay. But I'm so excited. The, the point is, I wasn't just ready to go to bed after that. Like I needed something. I else. couldn't go to bed. I we see. needed something not. So not exciting. Does it, make over me, to, does it make me a bad person that I can sleep comfortably? No, watching? because we also fall asleep to true crime, but only ones that we've seen before. Also, not HBO level quality. Right, right. 
true crime. Right. You know, forensic right. files. Yeah, Lori just wants to watch forensic files as she drifts slowly <laughs> off the peaceful Most slumber. Of the time. It's nice. <laughs> anyway, so we turned on Friends, and it's like early Friends, like season, season two, two Friends. Th- that is a terrible show. Oh, you don't and like it? Like, I, I haven't actually watched. Not, Bob doesn't like it at all. It's awful. It's not even a little bit funny. The laugh track is overwhelming. But and you can't, you, 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 I mean, it's a '90s sitcom. They're gonna have the laugh track. You gotta cut them some slack on that. I cut them the slack on the laugh track, but not on the alleged comedy that's going. I've on. I've seen only like, a handful of Friends episodes, but all of them were fairly funny. There was one episode where. The Joey guy, he couldn't afford the entire encyclopedia. That's how old the show is. So he like bought one letter. So he kept up trying to shoehorn yeah. every conversation into like the letter V and made a yep. whole thing about it. That was funny. But I, maybe you, you, you cut it's a bad funny. one, Bob. They have funny they, sh- it's funny. Sometimes they stumble on a on a concept that is funny, that where you can relate it, where it's almost like you could name episodes of the show the one about the letter V encyclopedia. Like, and you could have a whole naming convention for every episode of your fucking show. The one where nobody's ready. The one with that. Rachel's party. Right. Like, there's so Fine. many good episodes. All and all concepts that on paper are probably like, yeah, see, that's funny. But then if you watch the, if you actually have to sit there and endure the 22 minutes and watch these, like, objectively awful human beings interact with one another, and then the whole joke is like. Uh, Tom Selleck's old compared to Chandler and Joey, oh. and that's the whole, the whole bit <laughs> I, I, is just they think of him as a dad, and then he has his feelings hurt, but gets to bang Monica anyway, and that's the whole twenty-two minutes. <laughs> what are we talking about? It's you know back in the day, Tom Selleck. Gotta- Tom Selleck will come up once more before this podcast is over. That is my prediction, <laughs> my my twenty twenty prediction. I'm going to bring up Tom Selleck one more time before the show is <laughs> Maybe over. Maybe Friends should have uh, a warning at the top saying. This does not pair well with serial murder shows. You yeah. can't go from that to this. I don't know. I liked yeah. it. Anyway. But I've seen it like 50 times. I've seen, I'm not one of those people that's watched Friends straight through a bunch of times. Right. I watch only the episodes I've seen already, which is only the first, like, I don't know, four the early seasons. seasons? Okay. Like three. Yeah. I don't even know when it stopped. But I, the ones that I've seen, I've seen many times, okay. but not in any order. Okay. Whatever. Friends sucks. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Nashville? Murder? The murder? Oh, the guy, how you sympathize with the yeah. Virginia Tech murderer. Right. And it's in part because everything fucking sucks, including that dreadful sitcom from the 90s. And that... <laughs> <laughs> we don't need. Isn't everything like, sucks. I don't think. I don't think a passing thought that it. Do people actually like dwell on the everything sucks? It's like sucks for two. I step on a nail. Oh, I fuck, don't know if you've sucks. met. There's this guy Bob. He. Uh, it's all he does. Right. I don't know. I'm not dwelling on it. I enjoy life. I get a great kick out of how much everything sucks. But to deny that everything sucks, like Wonder Woman '84. Yeah. I think that it would be healthy to get to a place where most people can agree. That that movie fucking sucked. And like, it's not yucking anybody's yum to say, like, I hate that expression. We're getting, this is becoming a decade in review uh, episode here. The decade in review, the phrase of the decade is don't yuck my yum. And that's proof that the fucking culture is thoroughly bankrupt, which is that it is perfectly acceptable to look at something that is supposed to be a work of art. What, even if it is just popular, highly consumable art, you should be allowed to say, ah, that fucking sucks. Right. And 
And that was the case for like most of those Marvel movies right. where right. they became the height when, when no, that becomes elevated to the absolute height of the culture right. where it's the only thing that everybody's talking about. Like it's, it should be allowable and not somehow antisocial right. to say, actually those movies fucking Well, I suck. think that the, the reason behind why when that happens, it's like, so like Wonder Woman, the director was a woman, the was about a woman. It was featuring a woman, you know, woman, woman, woman. And like the same thing with uh, the Black Panther, something about blacks and, and black actors. and, But yeah, so I, I think people are more, uh, they, they feel more comfortable shitting on the sequel. Like after it made the, the first one made the money and all that stuff. But there are a lot of weird things. The CGI was off. Everything was off about this movie. So I think people are free to bash this one. But when it's like the first go around, they're like, oh, let people. I've, I've never, I'm sure I've heard of it, but this Yuck My Yam or whatever, I don't think I've heard that before. <laughs> yuck My Yam. <laughs> what, what yeah. is, I mean, I guess I get what it means. You're not familiar yeah, with that like phrase? Like when I say don't... something's delicious and someone's like, that's fucking gross. That's a mean thing to oh. say when I'm like, oh my God, this food that I'm eating is like my favorite thing and I love this food. And someone's like, it's gross. Uh, like, cool. Well, Okay. I'm going to keep eating it and I'm just not going to enjoy it as right. much because you shit all over right. it. That sounds like a you problem. If you've got a problem, if somebody doesn't like your fucking chili cheese fries and they think that that's gross, <laughs> you can still enjoy your chili yes, cheese fries all you want. But they can also want. keep their opinion to uh, themselves. And also, people. They're not eating when them. When people like something, they share with other people. You're kind of missing the larger point. I mean, you may not like something, but it's a weird thing like, hey, I liked it. Boo. Fuck your, like, you know. <laughs> it's one. Th Except that it should be – what I'm saying is that if you're just going to say, oh, it's just something that I like and you should go away, then fine. But if you're going to make an argument for why it's – That's what most people are doing for, most of the time. Right. Then don't th – then if – then yeah, it is – it would be rude for me to say, no, that's disgusting right. and you're dumb for liking it. But if I have like watched these movies and had thoughtful criticisms about them and can point to the reasons why actually uh, the Marvel movies don't have any fucking stakes or consequences to any of – anything that ever happens within right. them, and that's what I don't like about them, then I'm not just yucking your yum. I'm right. critiquing the art on its own terms, right. and that's perfectly acceptable. Right. And usually I thought when, when people say positive and negative things about a movie, they're saying, like, this is an objectively good movie, right? And then you can dispute that. Like, I like anything Sylvester Stallone is. I understand that, like, over the top isn't, like, it doesn't stand any scrutiny, like, critically. So I get that, but I enjoy them. Right, but I also understand that it doesn't measure up to other like normal movies. But like, it's fun to me. Like, so if that was the argument, that'd be one thing. But it sounds like people are saying not only do I like it, the conventional wisdom dictates that everybody likes it. And if you don't like it, you're on the outside looking in, which is right. kind of weird. Anyway, to get back to my defense of the Virginia Tech mass shooter, which <laughs> 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 I still don't get. The, the, <laughs> Right. No, but the point that I'm making here is that there is the thing that I sympathize with is the notion that the world is broken in important ways. And I and I said earlier that I think that the first time I noticed it was with the Virginia Tech guy. And it's not that I agree with him. It's that or or agree with anything that he did. It's that going back further than that, I think that what I when I actually first had the thought, and I'm not a suicidal, I don't, I'm not a person who's ever experienced suicidal thoughts. Like right. it, it's just, it is kind of a strange concept. It's it's just not the way that my brain relates to reality. Like I have this 
whatever it is, my brain wants to go on experiencing things. My br- my brain, for whatever reason, does not do the suicide thing the way that some people are unfortunately saddled with. Uh, I just Bob just gets cranky for a while. Sure, I get. I guess I get cranky, but I I don't ever think in terms of personal annihilation. Right. I, my I get far too much of a kick out of the awful ways of the world, and to say nothing of the great things that I like about the Mostly world too. Great. Right, like I just love. <laughs> Mostly great. <laughs> I, I greatly enjoy the experience of being here and getting to observe and report on it. And not, not in any serious way, not like whether I had the podcast or the blog or not. But, you know, my job here is just observe and report. This person is one step further than that because, like, not only does everything suck, and again, setting aside the actual outcome of the death, right, just his – thought process. Not only does everything suck, not only do I feel bad about living in this everything sucks world, I need to inflict damage on other people. Like, because that seems to be like an extra step because there are people that suffer with suicidal thoughts, but they're not imagining killing other people, right? So this person is not just suicidal. He wants to, maybe this is unfair of me when I think of people who think everything sucks all the time. Like I just assume that they have just a distorted sense of the world because and let again maybe this is unfair unless something's bad happening to you like just because bad things are happening in general what does that have to do specifically with you so like there's like a car bomb somewhere else it didn't happen to you but then you feel bad about it and now your world is whatever like so this person did somebody kick his ass at this school at the Virginia Tech, or did somebody turn him down? Did something personally happen to him, or he just has this general antipathy towards things? Right. So part of it is that I am personally convinced of all of the ways in which the world is bad. Right. Like I, I, it's not. I, I'm a pessimist on the on a grand scale because of the sort of childish ways in which I believe that the world is failing. Right. Uh, and, and the childish ways in which I believe that I. I can imagine, not that I have answers, but that I can imagine that we should be doing better. And when you look around 2020 and you look at the ways that we have failed and you look at, like there are truly tremendous and miraculous uh, advancements in technology and quality of life that one can't even have imagined 100 years ago, right? Like it's just absurd. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we should accept that the Star Wars movies are good. Right? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's okay to say that the things that we value in the culture are totally bogus. And it doesn't have to have any particular harm to me right? in order for me to believe that there are profoundly wrong things about the way the world works, right? Like just because Airbnb is worth allegedly – whatever it right. is that it's worth after their IPO doesn't mean that there's anything of actual value there, right? right? Like DoorDash, DoorDash had never made a penny. DoorDash lost half a billion dollars in 2019. And then they eked out in the in the middle quarters of 2020, they eked out a small profit of like $20 million after having an ex- absolute explosion of of business that will they will not be able to sustain as we get through 2021 and that simply become and it's an entirely parasitic operation right, right. right because they are taking a cut out of the profits of established restaurants so even in the moment where you think you're 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 helping your local restaurants by ordering DoorDash 
they're just barely making enough money on that transaction to justify keeping the lights right. on basically right. right and that they're not they're not banking on DoorDash being the solution to the restaurant industry for the next 20 years they're just accepting that as an unfortunate condition of keeping the lights on in 2020 and hoping that things return to normal in 2021 when they can get the actual money makers back in the door which is actual human beings drinking uh, alcohol drinking alcohol in their restaurants but there's and I'm losing the train of thought there but there's Something the piece about how you're not suicidal right at the same time that you're happy to say look life's pretty good the status quo is what it is and you've got nothing to complain about oh no i mean yeah i know that i'm being unfair in that characterization but in a lot of ways if like when bad things happen to you i think people have a better idea as to oh this actually sucks i mean the other one is like as a thought it sucks but if you can't keep some perspective say yes the world can be shit at times but let me just kind of take care of my mental health and focus on me then but people who can't do that if you have Real mental health issues. Yeah, I guess that, yeah. You can't right. say, I need to take right. care of myself. That's true, yeah. Like, you just, it's, you're too far right. gone. And you need friends and relatives who give a shit. Right. And if you don't have those things, that's where there's problems. And usually the people just kill themselves. Yeah. Sometimes they kill other people right. too. Right. It's sort of like it's sort of like money, right? Which money is not a thing, right? We've all just collectively decided to buy into this fiction because it's a very useful right. fiction, right? That that the the paper in my pocket or the numbers on my phone app or my when I log into the banking website represent something that I can exchange for actually useful goods or services. It is crazy how right? stable this mass delusion is. Everybody just has confidence in this thing, but it's right. very stable. And, and I think that. When I say that I sympathize with the Kurt Cobain's, like, what if Kurt Cobain was right to have fucking blown his head off rather than continue to give the world his beautiful music for the remaining? Or just quit doing music. There's a third option. Not right. I'm not saying that he was right to have blown his head off, but like, what if? And and I'm not saying that the Virginia Tech guy was right to have shot up a bunch of people at his school, or that the obviously any of these monsters who do their monstrous acts were right in any way, but even categorizing them as monsters misses the point, which is that the main thing that they've lost is their thread to the collective fiction that everything is actually pretty okay. And I I think that it's important to recognize that what we think of as a lack of empathy in these people who, who do these terrible things is probably more a result of a failure to thread in with the rest of us who are living in this collective happy fiction that everything is actually really right. good. Uh, I can I can almost understand the Cobain side of things, but your outlook can be that the world sucks. You're contributing to this world sucking by killing a bunch of people, right? Right. That's why I'm not I'm not trying right. to make the case right. for what, mass murder. What I'm saying is like, what I don't it, to, to me, it just doesn't make any sense as to. The world sucks, and now I'm going to make it suckier, and I'm going to act on that, right? Like, even just, like, without the act, yeah. just removing the act, just that thought process to me doesn't make sense. Yeah, and I think part part of what I'm also reacting to it at this moment is that there's this notion out there that's become a bit of a meme. It's certainly popular in the discourse that we have an empathy gap, that there's some that, oh, that yeah. there's a lot of people out there who just – walking around without empathy and that's why they behave the way that they do. And anytime I hear that, my thought is 
that that's wrong. And and why I think that that's wrong is it doesn't account for the fact that most people actually do understand that the things that they're doing are are mean or cruel, right? Like Lori has said many times over the course of the last eight months or whatever that we've been doing this, that they're mean on right. purpose, right? right. That the, Which is, Adam Sorwer right. had a, a really good article last year, maybe this year even, that he coined the phrase that cruelty is the point with regards to the the Trump administration. Right. And that, while that essay in particular, I think is tribal in ways that obviously, I mean, that it's about the Trump administration. So it's, it's saying the cruelty is the point. That suggests that there isn't actually an empathy gap, right? It's, it suggests that people know that the reason that they're behaving the way that they're behaving is they know that the person that they're harming is another human being, right? And that the the gap isn't isn't actually a gap of not recognizing that the harm that you're doing hurts another person. It's that you're doing the thing because it's going to hurt that other person, right? right? That, and that's, that's true. That's not that's not an actual gap. That's not a lack of empathy. That shows a profound understanding of human suffering, right? And that you're you're trying to cause it, right? Before we get off Nashville entirely, I want to play a clip from. The president-elect, Joe Biden, and I have a reason for doing that, and I will tell you that reason after I play the clip. It's only about a minute long. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Before I begin, I want to say a few words, a few brief words about the explosion that took place uh, Friday in Nashville, Tennessee. Federal, state, and local law enforcement uh, working around the clock to gain more information on motive and intent. This bombing was a reminder of the destructive power that an individual or a small group can muster and the need for continuing vigilance across the board. I want to thank the police department in Nashville, particularly those five police officers who worked so quickly to evacuate the area before the explosion occurred, risking their own lives. And for all the firefighters and first responders who jumped into action early on that Christmas morning, last Christmas morning, their bravery and cool-headedness likely saved lives and prevented a worse outcome, and we are eternally grateful to that law enforcement agency. And uh, I know the hearts of all Americans are the people of Nashville as they rebuild and recover from this traumatic event. Now, Vice President Harris and I... All right. I play that clip for a couple reasons, and I'll say the positives first, which is that I heard a clip of that on the radio and driving around this afternoon running errands and I was I was overcome with a sense of relief hearing it because I, like the next few years anytime something terrible happens that's what we'll right. hear which is like this sort of doddering <laughs> old man who has been briefed and who's going to express the ways in which he is made sad by things and express appreciation for the people who are doing the hard work of dealing with the terrible negative thing that happened. And then he's going to fuck off. And it's not going to be about him at all. It's amazing. The true crime podcast Monster about the DC sniper, they play a clip of W with his comments and... In comparison to the current president, he sounds like a right. wise angel. He's like, this is horrible. Right. And 
we will find out who did it. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm not so like, I'm not so dumb to like and I don't think anybody would accuse me of being this dumb to forget the ways that the federal government fucking sucks that the president in my, for my whole life has basically sucked right. that, that the the parties are terrible and that there's a lot of things that need to be changed. But I am just absolutely thrilled that Donald Trump won't be in charge of this particular function right. anymore, which is narrating the national story when the entire point of Donald Trump is to turn the national story back in on himself, that the man who is the actual president alleged of the United States at the moment hasn't said a word about this yet. Yeah, who knows what the next four years will look like. I, I, think, I, I, I think Trump, among his many shortcomings, like this is up there because like he cannot do bad things happen just counsel people or grieve with them or just empathize with them. like there's nothing else right it's just this sucks i'm sorry it happened we'll get through it something that simple like i think there was like a video that was posted at the start of the coronavirus pandemic where there's a bunch of nurses and they're talking about about all these horrible things about these people dying on their watch and and then trump again he can't deal with it can't all be negative. Like if you say something negative and then you talk about how he stepped in and then made it positive, then he'll like that story. Right. This is this is like either late March or early April. I remember what you're talking about. And it and it's a bunch of people obviously visibly shaken by the trauma right. that they're witnessing right. every <laughs> single day. And he's like, yeah, but we're rounding the right. corner and we're going to be we'll have the churches open by <laughs> Easter and everything's going to be great. And, and, the, and uh, you yeah. know. And, and and one of the nurses is like, and we're running out of PPE. He's like, oh yeah, but I don't think that's right. true. And uh, well, you know, because he in his that's not our in fault. His mind is like, wait, that that would reflect poorly on me. So that can be true. We're doing the best we can. And I think at one point, like he would like pass around like White House like pens just to change the mood. Like anytime something. Right. So I think a president, any president, like this is like one of the easiest things you can do. Just. Right. Extend some sympathy and just say, look. And I don't think that this is particularly, it doesn't say anything positive about right, Joe Biden. Right. It's That's not what I'm trying to do. Thing, yeah. It's just, it's just what you're supposed to do, which is just give us the news right. and let us move right. on with our Limit, lives. Yeah. And it is, it's going to be so great to be able to respond to the world in terms of the right. world and not, not in terms of how it's filtered through Donald right. Trump. And I, and it, I cannot overstate, and, and when people talk about Trump derangement syndrome, I think that we've got it entirely right. wrong, if you right. think of it in terms of a partisan thing. The derangement is to the system. It's not to right. any one individual person. Right. The derangement is to anyone who comes in contact with him, not because of some flaw in the people who come in contact with him, but because of the flaw in the thing itself, right. which is Donald Trump. <laughs> he is the deranging agent. You can't uh, be a politician and actually file a suit to have the vice president deny the like the six states that you don't like the outcomes of, right? You cannot do that and then accuse other people of being deranged when it comes to Trump. It doesn't make any sense. Like right. or Rasmussen, the guy that does the polling, I think he had a quote about. It doesn't matter who does the voting. It matters who, who counts, like some sort of Stalin quote or whatever. Basically just to say, hey, disregard the vote counting and be an authoritarian. Like this kind of casually floating 
coups. Like, hey, wouldn't it be great, like, on the 6th? Right. Well, in just the last two days, right? Today is, I never even said it, today is Monday, December 28th, 2020. In just the last two days, Trump has tweeted things like, uh, there were 200,000 more votes in Pennsylvania than there were registered right. voters, and therefore the election should be handed right. to me. He's tweeted that on January 6th, uh, stay tuned, what's going to happen on <laughs> January 6th? Like, what are you talking right. about, right. man? Like, he thinks that he's going to—and I and I've said all along that January 6th is the day I'm most looking forward to because— Pence is going to either just do the thing. I mean, he's going to do the thing. He's not going to do anything Or something completely insane is going right. to happen, right? Like, and I think that's the only thing that he can do is he has to do the thing. Yeah. And he will be thrown under the bus right. for it. I also think that, and not that I expect anything out of Mike Pence, and not that, uh, therefore, I cannot be disappointed or whatever. That's not, that, uh, this is not coming from like a, I'm an Eric Erickson type who's disappointed <laughs> in uh, Mike Pence's cowardice here right. or whatever. But where the fuck is Mike Pence right now? Wasn't he like out in Vail, Colorado on a ski trip? Right, but he could he could arguably be the one and should be the one because he must recognize that he is not the future of oh, the yeah. Republican Party. He's, he cannot carry Trumpism on his right. back and and get elected in 2024. It's not right. going to happen. He's not the guy. And if he had even a smidgen of the character of like Al Gore— right. Right. Like, and I hate Al Gore, <laughs> but Al Gore in 2000 went on television and said, I disagree with the Supreme Court's decision here, but George W. Bush is going to be the president and I'm going to do everything in my power as the vice right. president to make sure that that transition happens. Right. Like, and this is a guy who has an argument that he won right. the election. Right. right? Al Gore. <laughs> That he definitely won the popular Al vote. Al Gore, in this 2020 context, was both Trump and Pence. Because as the vice president, <laughs> he had to, in January, read... Imagine nah, no. Imagine it was up to the, pres the outgoing president to do the ceremonial thing in the Senate. Like, there's no way Trump would have done... <laughs> he would right. just make a mockery out of it. It's a good thing. Right. And to be clear, fuck Al Gore. But <laughs> if, if Mike Pence could even rise to the level of fuck right. Al Gore... Then he would be doing the thing where he's like, look, I disagree, Mr. Pre like he needs to come out and just say that minimum thing, which is the American people have spoken. It's clear based on the six million vote margin that vice president, president elect Biden has a mandate of some sort. Right. right? That's what's going to happen. And I'm going to certify the results on January 6th. I, and I wish that the president would uh, serve out the rest of his term in dignity and help us make the transition. Is there any advantage of getting ahead of it, right? Because Pence would just eat a lot of shit in conservative media for the week leading up to it. Isn't it more likely that he's just going to no, fuck off for be, like a week? No, I disagree. And yeah, he would, he would eat some shit on, on One American News right. Network. He would eat some shit— and the lunatics on, from Trump on himself, Chris though. Ruddy's channel. Yeah, and from Trump himself. But somebody has to do it. Somebody has right. to do the eating of the so shit. Gonna, well, but also he's not going to be vice president anymore. Like, what does he have right. to lose? But it's, basically he's thinking it's going to suck for, for Pence. He's thinking let it suck then once and be done with it. You know, so if on the 6th he does what he has to do, then from that day on, for the next two weeks, and he does nothing more. Like, will he? 
He, and he disappears from public life yeah. again after yeah, that, like in the way that he's disappeared up yeah, till now. Yeah, because he's scheduled to like go to like a three country trip or whatever uh, as soon right. as this is over. So he's on some ski trip now. He's gonna do the thing on the six and then leave again. Maybe this is the move. He's kind of like that. Um, you know, like whenever there's like a there are two lanes and you're supposed to merge because one lane is ending. Mike Pence is like that guy right. that waits until the last second to cut in. <laughs> So that's what he's doing. He's going like 35 miles right. an hour still <laughs> into the 70 mile an hour traffic. You know, someone will let him in. So, yeah. So I think he's doing this deliberately because he, he sees no upside in kind of getting ahead of it to say what is obvious. The upside is saving face in for, for the rest of history that you actually went ahead and did right. the thing and that you were upfront and honest about it rather than capitulating to complete unreality but of this, the— Maniac that you've been but serving with for the last four years. But if he actually does do the right thing on the six, then he he'll just point to that for history, right? I did it. What are you what are you complaining about? Yeah. Well, the other thing about the Biden clip is that I don't know if you watched uh, Meet the Press this weekend. No, I didn't. Meet the Press was basically an hour of old Joe Biden clips that they played because he's been and in Washington for so speeches. long. Right. Sure. But they played a good. 15 or 20 minutes, it seemed like, in in different chunks of the show of Joe Biden interviews from the last 45 years or whatever that he's been in Washington, D.C. And it is an undeniable truth that Joe Biden has lost a step uh, compared to where he was. No even. shit. <laughs> well, right. I know. He's old as but shit. It's also, he's like the oldest president ever. Right. He's extremely old. And it's weird that that's not something that was and and not just because Donald Trump says it doesn't doesn't mean that it's automatically not true. Right. right? But what, is, what has Trump is, done with his high energy? He just dicks around at these rallies and plays golf. Right. I mean. Right. But I think that a a. a a large feature of the Biden presidency is going to be the fact that he's super fucking old. Right. Right. And and ultimately, a, a retreating president, someone who doesn't have a lot of energy, who's not out there doing a lot of things, is probably exactly what uh, is called for right. in the moment. I think moment. people are going to like that, that, oh, I don't have to think about this all the time. Like, he's not going to be tweeting and like, CNN is not going to be cut into some random rally in Indiana like every other night. Absolutely. But also, it can't be completely ignored that the president is diminished. Right. Right. And I don't know what that diminishment means in terms, and we will never, we will probably never know, right? Because we didn't know about Reagan until years later. There were whispers. Well, and he'll hire people who know what right. they're doing. Right. He doesn't need, I mean, that's sort of the ideal president, right? right? Is that they have the right advisors. So then they tell the president what to do. And with enough humility, you don't need to be with it right. as long as you have humility and go, oh, whatever you say goes, okay, right. you're the guy who knows that. Here's what we're going to do. Right. right. But is that what we want in a president? And that sort of gets into a conversation that we had last week about the, well, the diminishment of the presidency in, of, of executive power. In, in, in this uh, election cycle, what, what a lot of people wanted, 80 plus million, is not the fucking guy that's in office now, right? So just, right. that solved a lot of the problems. And I think it would be to his... It will work in his favor, Biden, that uh, he's not on TV all the time. And whatever diminishment he has, it's not in the important areas, right? So it's like, I don't think his judgment is that different than it was 20 years ago. Exactly. Yeah. The judgment is, I think, the most important thing. Right. So, like, if, if, as long as he's not like, oh, just let's bomb China or something, like, you know, if, he's, if his mind is lost in that way, then it's a problem. But if 
he can't do a two-hour rally. What do I care? I don't want to see you doing rallies anyways. But maybe it'll yeah, show itself if, some way. If, but I think what if he can't? What if he can't do a crossword though? Like right. what if he can't? Right. Well, but That's if, what, what, I want my what he might to. not be able to do is have a witty conversation, and like that might matter somewhere. But I don't think these days that matters very much. Yeah. Well, I guess it's just watching his interviews from 2019 and 2020, and even compared to the interviews from 2015, 2016. It's uh, it's like it's right. screamingly obvious. Although he that has he good not- days and bad days, because I've seen him someday like, oh, did, you know, going to again to what Trump, you know, how he accused him of taking drugs. Cause like some days he'll like, oh, he must have had a good nice rest, you know, because he's with it. Right. And then other <laughs> but days, but maybe that's what it is, though. It literally might be right. that campaigning sucks, yeah. and not that being a president's easy, but at least it's something he's familiar with because he was vice president. Right. Like, he might just need to sleep more. Right. Yeah, everybody needs to sleep <laughs> like more. the right man. PSA, just sleep more. You'll be fine. Yeah. All right, before we wrap up, I need to give the final tally, the most important thing that we've been talking about basically since the beginning of season two here, of oh, yeah? the revival of the podcast. We are, what are we, 37 episodes deep, I think, Give now? or take. And we will continue i think there's some weird cutoff at like 100 i don't i don't know we, we'll keep going and then what? maybe we have to do a season two i don't know how this stupid <laughs> itunes thing works but um we should do a few more or like a year more then take a 10-year break right. yeah. <laughs> my kids my kids want me to set a hard limit at like 50 oh tell them <laughs> tell them about the the dog yeah my kids are just have lately been viciously owning me by they've assigned our dog Bridget a podcast. <laughs> so, and they make her like talk about what she's going to talk about on the podcast. So like Bridget has a voice and it's a voice that Calvin does and he does the, and it gets very annoying because so first of it. all he's 8 it. years old and he's very dumb and so he doesn't have any good like jokes. So but but he thinks he's funny, right. and Katie, because she's six and maybe not as dumb as the eight-year-old, but pretty dumb herself also. <laughs> she's laughing at him, not necessarily with him. Right. But he, he goes on these these long things where he's doing Bridget voice, and lately it's been Bridget doing her podcast and just talking about inane things and... <laughs> Poor dog has no idea. And... And they're constantly demanding that I stop doing the podcast because <laughs> apparently the three or four hours that I spend on it a week is just robbing them. Oh, of, it's like the, the, the next day editing is, is taking time yeah, away. But like, right. go play when I'm home and Bob's not home. And they're like, what do you, what should I do? I'm like, I don't know, go somewhere else and figure it out. And they're like, okay. <laughs> anyway. We will continue doing the podcast, yes. <laughs> much to my children's chagrin. Maybe we'll have the dog at the co- you know co- add him to the show. Oh, I'm Bridget. <laughs> I do my podcast. Yeah. Anyway, the 2020 box office, as we discussed oh, early in the year, right. the highest grossing film of the year will be Bad Boys oh, for Life. Amazing, amazing! I can't believe it. 204 million dollars, <laughs> and I believe I didn't go back and listen to it, but I believe that. You guaranteed that. Did I say Tenet, Tenet was going to overtake it? Was going to overtake it. Yeah, I, I think in my my 
guess was every other movie was clearing out of the summer window. And yeah, it would just be a yeah. slow burn where there's nothing else to watch except this Tenet movie that could be spelled both, you know, forward yeah, and Yeah, but it didn't. You were wrong. And it did, yeah. Very, This very is wrong. the first time you've been wrong, though, because we had said right. that you had never been wrong before. Right. <laughs> Tenet, obviously, so this is a, your obviously first. a much worse movie than Bad Boys for Life finished with $46 million in domestic box office. <laughs> Just obvious. So it's approximately 25% as good. As Bad Boys for Life. I will say Tenet was a better movie than uh, Bad Boys for whatever. But, but Bad Boys for Life is a lot better than Wonder Woman 84. So that's the pecking order. A lot better. All right. So Bad Boys for Life is the number one movie of 2020. And that got me wondering, what was the previously most surprising number one movie of any year? And you can go back through the years and find some mild surprises, I guess. But none of them really stand out until I got to 1987. Stop or my mom will shoot came out in 87 or 88. In 1987, Tom Selleck starred... There you go. ...alongside Steve Gutenberg. Oh, the the three parents thing. And Ted Danson in Three Men and a Baby. There we go. That was number one? Things have sucked longer than now. I'm not saying that the suck is new. I'm saying that what's new is that... I would not have guessed three parents and a kid as being the highest grossing or whatever the hell. What else came out that year? In 1987? 1987, I believe, I got to pull it up again. It was... I saw that movie in theaters. How? You were four years old. My parents What is wrong with your parents? They wanted to see it. Yeah. I saw lots of things. Uh, Fatal Attraction was number two, followed by Beverly Hills Cop, uh, the sequel, number three. Good Morning Vietnam, number four. The three guys movie. Three Men and a Baby. Whatever. It's not a very catchy name. Uh, That's a reflection on moviegoers in 1987. It's no one's fault Bad Boys for Life came in number one. It was was a pandemic. You can't pin that (laughs) on 2020 people. There's something that I did want to talk about here. And as long as the focus of this episode seems to have been that everything sucks and without getting into too many specifics, uh, uh, the broad strokes of how everything sucks. Here's something that sucks very specifically. Yeah. We didn't get to talk about how Apple sucks. And you wanted to talk about that when we were talking about Gawker. Yes. Uh, I want to talk about how Google sucks. Ooh. Which is that go- I want some of Google. This. When you, you say Google, the first thing that you think is search yeah. right like that's, or their gmail but yeah mainly search what you want when you go to google is for search to work right that that, that would be it would be crazy to go to google.com and i know you have a big stupid take a about how take. google is They're worse now manipulating the results than it used to be but go on i have been someone who years ago i signed up for google fi and it got me away from the awful like cell phone T-Mobiles provider and the Sprint I, and the I hated Verizon when I was with Verizon. I hated Sprint when I was with Sprint. How'd you feel about AT&T? I never had AT&T, but everyone that I know who had to deal with AT&T fucking hated. My brother has had to deal with AT&T forever and he's hated AT&T. Anyway. So much that they blow up a building? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I take the opportunity when Google Fi is introduced a few years ago now and sign up for that. And that's just... Google becomes your cell phone provider, not right. just the physical device, but the actual network. 
is Google Fi. Out of the frying and pan and into the fire. It was the easiest thing in the world. It was wonderful. And it was in keeping with every other experience Voice I had with Google. Voice quality is terrible. Up to that point, which is that everything is simple. They make it easy and it just fucking works, right. right? That was my experience with Google for many years. And ever since then, Google has gotten progressively worse yes. on, on basically every front. Yes. And, Especially and the latest the latest way that they've gotten progressively worse is that they've managed to somehow break the messaging function on my phone, which when I think of my phone, the primary reason that I pick up this phone is to communicate with the outside right, world right. in a simple fashion. Right. And and when I say the outside world, I mean basically you right. and, <laughs> and like three other people. Right. And messaging is, and that's all I, I, I want. is more important than the voice side because like you do use either – I don't email as much anymore. But yeah, texting or like uh, any group chats and things like that. So that's like a – I just want to be able to pick the phone right. up, go to a messaging app, right. and communicate with anybody else whose phone number I have, right. and for it to just fucking work. Right. And and that is now too much to ask out of Google Fi on a Pixel device using onboard apps <laughs> that Google wants me to use. Right. They've completely broken my ability to communicate with the outside world right. to the point where... There are group chats going on because it's Christmas time. And Lori is telling me about a group chat that we're in together that I had no idea was going on. And then I wake up two days later and I look at my phone and overnight I've gotten texts at one in the morning from Lori while she was sleeping next to me. <laughs> and then at seven in the morning, six hours later... I'm getting texts as part of that conversation that obviously came before the ones that Lori was sending wow. in the conversation. And then and then I'm looking at another group chat and my mother is saying things that don't make any sense whatsoever in context with anything else. And half but the time it, But that, that time it actually <laughs> right, didn't half make the context. time that's because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense in context okay, of the I conversation. <laughs> but but also the other half you of the time know. is is that uh, I, I'm missing half the text from the conversation. So I have to go to Lori and be like, so when my mom said this, right. does that just not make sense on its own? Or does that not make any goddamn sense because I'm missing half of the conversation? And that that's just not acceptable, right. Google. Right. Like, I, you have forced me to abandon Hangouts, which is a perfectly good product. You've permanently broken that on but my phone. But it still works on the computer. It still works right. on my computer for another month or two, apparently. But What's going to happen? On the phone, it doesn't work at all. And then the messaging app won't actually communicate with people who aren't using Google messaging properly. Right. Like it, it's, it's just nuts. It's so I've had to go to WhatsApp. I've had to go to a fucking Facebook That's product. That's right. Yeah, the evil empire. To communicate with you and Naveed right. because you, it's the only reliable. Right. And then on top of that, the fucking Facebook messenger isn't working on my phone right now. Right. So I, it won't pop up that – Somebody has messaged me. So then I have to go to Facebook on the browser and the browser's like, oh, you got a message from Tyler fucking three days ago. Right. And you, now you're an asshole because you didn't respond to the thing when he and everybody expects that you're getting the information on your phone. And I'm not. I'm just it's just not happening. Right. It's not acceptable. It's, and what's weird is Google and also Apple are making it easier for Facebook's WhatsApp to kind of gain popularity because the only reason why I got on WhatsApp is because Apple, those assholes, make things difficult for people that are not Apple people. So if you try to do a group, like yeah, text, they do. 
with somebody who's not on the iPhone. Yeah. It messes everything up. Video comes out poor quality. It chops up like a, a one single message into like multiple. It's like a disaster. And I think they're doing it on purpose. Right. Try, even they, they still haven't figured out how to let Android and Apple devices play along together in a group chat setting where it is actually a, a good user experience, right. right? Right. Because even even when it's working properly, which is fucking not now. Even when it's working properly, the iPhone people, like I get a message that yeah, like- Yeah, the iPhone people feel so the need so, to react to things. Right. So-and-so liked or yeah. hearted or <laughs> or loved an image yeah. or a video and it, and it or or a statement and then it reproduces the whole statement. Right. So instead of it just being a like, like, like you would like see on graphic. Facebook, it's this, it's like a fresh message yes. telling you yes. that so-and-so L- liked this yeah. thing. A totally garbage right. way of uh, yes. human interaction. I mean, I can do that now. If, like, I can do it between me and Julia. We don't. We use words. But right. Like, but but that's because you were both using the same product on the same yeah. right, backbone but I, I, on the same service. I get that. Even though I have an iPhone, if it's a group text and at least one person does not have it, I get the same message that you would get where it says so and so loved a thing or mm-hmm. they reacted to it's like what the hell are you spelling out what That's the reaction lame. was? Why aren't you showing it to me? But it's because they don't play nice together. And I think I know it's very conspiratorial, but on I think they're doing that on purpose. Just like the Google search, they're manipulating it. I got a Google TV Chromecast thingy, like yeah, and they have this nice little product where you can speak and just say, "Oh, uh, over the top." That right? they all do that. Right. It's not but just I, Google. I had uh, a Roku that didn't do that. So I, the great thing about it is that you would say a movie like Toy Story or whatever, right? And then I'll say, "Oh, you already have Disney Plus, so you can watch it because you already have the subscription. Yeah. So everything's connected." Right. But there are certain titles where it won't show you that it's available on your HBO Max. Like, it won't pop up. And I think they're, again, do that on purpose. Maybe they have some sort of backdoor agreement to not show certain titles. But every time I use right, these well, products, I feel like I'm being manipulated. When that product launched, they had full Netflix integration, too, where on your main menu of your Google Chromecast with Google TV or whatever the fuck the product is called, right. the disastrous naming yeah. thing that they've done <laughs> with that, you could go to your home screen and... In the same way that the old cable box menu would show you everything that you can watch right. when you go and you look through all the programs, yeah. Netflix was integrated into that home screen. If you were a Netflix subscriber, then all of the Netflix stuff would pop up on your menu there for you to watch. Right. And then they just took that functionality away like a month into the thing because Netflix got mad at them or something because Netflix wants people interacting only inside the Netflix app. They don't want the, not to be taking one the of opportunity right. to jump around yeah. to Hulu right. or to jump around to YouTube TV or whatever. And yeah, when you tell me that, what are you complaining about? The world is great and amazing and we have all of these options now. And you should be happy and not go shooting anybody up or blowing up AT&T buildings. I agree with your conclusion, yes. but the premise is entirely fucked. You can. Which is that everything actually, as miraculous as it is, is actually secretly terrible. Right, but you can clear all of these hurdles with relative ease. It's so much work. <laughs> relative ease, my I, ass. Why don't I feel like it's that much work? That's right. <laughs> it's I like, feel like it's fine. Right. It's like you want it to be... A certain you way. You just do things. 
things. Unearthed oh, something's different. Yeah. I guess that's what I do now. Right. Like, it's fine. Although I don't, I, I still don't understand how Google is such a big company or Alphabet or whatever the hell they're called. They're so bad at the messaging stuff because they, they've had like 20 different things that they've tried and got rid of Duo or whatever. There's Allo. There's like a lot of right. random things. There's, and there's who the fuck is running the show? Right. Like put somebody in charge who's going to run the show. Right. Like we have Allo. Yeah. We have Duo. Yeah. We have Hangouts. Right. We have Meet. Right. We yeah. have we have Plus. We had Circles yeah. or whatever that was right. before. It's just like yeah, none of it fucking works. Right. Just give me something that fucking works. Right. They'll figure it out. Uh, I don't think they will. Things are trending in the wrong direction right. as far as that stuff goes. They'll figure it out. Stop screwing up my Google searches, but yes. You've been listening to Cast Iron Brains, a podcast with Bob and Abe. Find the show on Facebook or Twitter. Just head over to brainiron.com. That's the best way to interact with us. You can send an email to brainironpodcast at gmail.com. I don't know what the show is going to look like moving forward, Abe. We spent a lot of time over the last eight months discussing Donald Trump and discussing COVID. And we still have a month. Right. We still have a month. And I'm sure he'll be doing some shenanigans. Right. And there's I, a whole first season that you can look back on. The Trump right. years. I mean, it'll be more like yeah, that. There, there's plenty where we can. And maybe that that's part of my uh, 2020 New Year's 2021 New Year's resolution is to figure out a direction of the show that isn't just like looking at the news and just talking about the news. Right. Uh, we very early on talked about how we wanted to do more evergreen episodes and talk about ideas or talk about things that are less tied to the exact moment. But the default is to talk about whatever it is, is on our minds. And Get off Twitter. That'll yeah. solve your problem right there. Right. But the two of us, the thing that has always drawn us into conversation, me and Abe, is politics and the news cycle right. and whatever okay. is going on with that. Get off Twitter. Find new things to talk about. Anyway, my uh, my prediction for 2021 is that, and and not to make it entirely snarky and cynical, but yes, Donald Trump will go away, mm -hmm. but Donald Trump is not the problem with the world. The, <laughs> the problems with the world are deep and profound, and he is just this really unpleasant, uh, glass through which we have been experiencing those problems. He's not, I don't even like the, he's a symptom, not a cause way of framing it. I think that that is uh, sort of dumb. He's this weird film all over everything. He's just a way of, of viewing. Uh, he's a, he's just this, this greasy layer that infects everything. And even if you wipe that away, it doesn't, change anything about the underlying condition. Right. And so my, my prediction for 2021 is that everything continues to suck in the exact same way, except that we just don't have to deal with Donald Trump. And that's not to say that that's not a profound change for good in, in a very important way. I think that allowing the worst, the actual worst American to dominate the national cultural attention has had some very profoundly negative effects on on everyone and that doing away with that actually does matter but that people will be rather disappointed if they think that the world gets better in a material way just because Donald Trump goes away. I don't think most people think that. Especially because everything's so horrible. Like you can't get all the way better. Maybe if things weren't so horrible, people would think that they would get 
better, better. But I think just like you said, just someone saying, hey, this bad thing happened. We're working on it. Bye. Yeah. And, is um, way better. <laughs> like That's just so much better. One less bad thing to worry about. And also my prediction for 21, the unofficial end of the pandemic will be Memorial Day. End of May. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is over. Well, at this rate, it'll be before then, the way it's continuing to spread. Uh, Everybody will fucking have it by February. (laughs) So what difference does it make? My prediction for the next four years is that we get that internet as a public utility thing done. Four years, not just this year. With apologies for allowing this final episode of 2020 to be sort of meandering and Without focus. 2020 uh, did not deserve better. You only apologize like that because they're harder to edit. They're better to listen to. By the way, is is Anderson Cooper and wh- whomever else, are they doing the New Year's Eve thing? I don't Where know. Get We're going to find out. Are we going to let our kids stay up till midnight? Ooh. Is this a first? Have they not yeah, stayed kids, up? First, first time that they've ever stayed up this for, is the uh, year, huh? for New we'll Year's. See. Yeah. Because there won't be a million people in New York City and other locations, it's just going to be... I don't know. Is Cuomo Has Cuomo laid down the law on that? Well, Is he not going yeah, to allow it? special doing... guests, but they're not going to have the people just pissing their pants for 12 hours to look yeah, at Yeah, there's the no one allowed. It's going to be like the Macy's parade. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. there's no one there, but they're still It's like doing a television it. event exclusively. It's not like... Is it really? Is it really New Year's if Don Lemon isn't fucking housed <laughs> in a in the French Quarter? <laughs> that was my like slobbering on strangers. They would have like all their correspondents getting just sloshed. The opening and closing themes of the show were composed by Mark Gillig. Abe, you uh, got anything else for us tonight? Nope. Good riddance, twenty twenty. Well, I guess that's all we've got for tonight, then, and we will talk to you next time. Later. <laughs> That her relationship with the seventy years dead Chris Pine or whichever is it Chris is one of the Chris's yeah one of the Chris who, yeah, Chris Pine yes is entirely chaste right. right like they just want to hold hands and cuddle and marvel at uh, trash cans that look like robots or something <laughs> like that but, weren't aren't they those Amazonian women like into the it's not a, a choice guy like they'll take the dude and they'll uh, make use of them and then get rid of them. You know, by killing. I don't know. Is that canon? No, I think the, the, <laughs> the, the, back, the backstory is that they would rape dudes and get rid of them. And, you know. She spent the last 70 years pining for this one dude right. who she fell in love pining. with. That's actually really what right. happened. Yeah, the, the opening of the thing is just her just eating alone at a restaurant and being alone. Like this supermodel. Thing. What about you? Do I'm you not have big a- on New. I'm not big on New Year's resolutions. It's always the same thing in my head, anyway. Which is like, you know, eat better, drink less, write more, blog more. But you know, none of that's gonna happen. Right. So, <laughs> I'm gonna make a pie a month. Ooh. Make better resolutions. And Trump's commitment to ending Section 230, which doesn't make any sense. Like, if Section 230 had been ended, Donald Trump wouldn't be the president of the United States (laughs) because he would, like, he could not have used Twitter in the way that he did. 
uh, Twitter would have never allowed right. it. Yeah, that is a conversation for another day at this point, probably. For another year. So, another yeah. year. Yeah. Here we are, Abe. Cast iron brains. And that's proof that the fucking culture is thoroughly bankrupt, which is that it is perfectly acceptable to look at cast iron brains. What, even if it is just popular, highly consumable art, you should be allowed to say, ah, that fucking sucks. And yuck my yam or whatever. I don't think I've heard that before. <laughs> yuck my yam. <laughs> what, what yeah. is, I mean, I guess I get what it means. Cast Iron Brains, a podcast absolutely certain that the secret to solving all the problems laid bare in 2020 is simply to wake up on Friday morning and just start calling it 2021 now. 2020 did not deserve better than what we just gave. Good riddance, 2020.